You're listening to Plug Into Health with Prevea Health, exploring healthcare topics that matter to you, the latest developments in health and medicine, and the inspiring stories that emerge from Prevea Health, our partners, and the communities we serve. Welcome to another episode of Plug Into Health with Prevea Health. I'm your host, Angela Dea, and today, in the spirit of a new year, we are talking about ways to create new and healthy habits. First, let's talk about the word habit. Merriam-Webster defines it as an acquired mode of behavior that has become nearly or completely involuntary. In other words, it is something you do consistently without even thinking about it. So how can we make healthy actions become habit in our lives? I'd like to share a personal example. So one healthy habit I would like to create for myself is to get up early before work to exercise every day. I want it to become as habitual as brushing my teeth, that when my alarm goes off, I don't even think twice. I just hop out of bed and get it done. And the thing is, I know so many and am inspired by so many who do this every day. And so I sit here thinking, how are they able to do this? And I am not. I'm confident there are many of you out there who feel the same way about other healthy habits you'd like to create in your own lives. Today, I've invited Dr. Tracy Page, an integrative medicine physician at Purveya Health, to help us all out. Welcome, Dr. Page. Thank you for having me, Angela. Before we get started, please share a little bit about yourself and what you do as an integrative medicine physician. Sure, I'll be happy to. So um, I'm trained as an MD, and I initially started in integrative and, um, or actually interventional and sports medicine. And then I found that a lot of my patients were coming to me, and they had a lot of symptoms that I could treat, but they really weren't looking at, like, how did they get there? So kind of the things they were doing every day, day in and day out. And that's really a lot of prevention. And so I was interested in communicating healthy activities with my patients. So I started with integrative health coaching. And I learned how to communicate better, how they could institute healthy changes in their lives. And then that got me interested in integrative medicine and functional medicine, both of which I did additional training so that I could now work in those arenas. Can you, we hear so much about functional medicine. It's really become um, more popular. What is functional medicine? Yeah, so that's a term that some people know really well in the area and some people don't. So let's start with functional medicine. So functional medicine looks at root cause. And I'll give you an example. So if someone were to come into me and they said, I have heartburn. So typically for my MD training, I would give them a proton pump inhibitor or some type of medication to treat their symptom of heartburn. But from a functional medicine approach, instead, I would sit back and talk to them, let's look at your diet. What are you eating every day? Could we try you on an elimination diet? Could we figure out what's causing the heartburn and eliminate it so we don't have to start another medication? So that's how functional medicine is different. We want to look at root cause and make sure we're addressing root cause and not just addressing symptoms. And, and really, and you're really taking that overall big picture look at someone's life. Exactly. That's why I think you're the perfect person to talk to about this topic. Can you talk about some of the other types of conditions or health concerns that you might see patients for as a functional medicine physician? Certainly. So um, just like we were speaking about, so GI issues, I see this a lot. And it can present such as heartburn, or it could be bloating and gas, or um, irritable bowel. So... I see GI a lot. I also see hormonal health 
quite often. So those would be things like my perimenopause and menopausal women will come in and they'll be, I'm not sleeping at night. I might be having hot flashes or night sweats. They may come in saying that um, my mood is off or I just don't feel like myself. Um, I also see children. So I see um, from ages 10 and up. So that might be a rash that's um, unexplained. And a lot of times that's, again, GI health. Or it may be insomnia, not sleeping at night. And that could be from children to adults. Um, And then I see things like, um, I would say also weight loss. So quite a bit of weight loss, Uh, especially in the new year. I anticipate seeing more of that. So um, yeah, so I treat um, all types of things um, and all types of symptoms, again, looking for root cause. So is it safe to say that you spend a good amount of time working to identify people's habits and maybe helping them change habits or create newer, healthy ones. Exactly. So initial visits, we usually spend the majority of time taking in information from the patient. So what are they doing every day? What are they eating? How are they sleeping? How do they spend their time? What activities are they participating in? Right down to who are they living with? You know, so we really try to look at everything that affects their health. I think it's really important to remember that we think about nutrition and physical activity as the foundation of health, but there's other things too, like their environment, their professional relationships, their personal relationships, their mind-body connection. You know, we talk about all of those things under functional medicine, so that way we're looking at the whole person and not just, again, one symptom. So let's talk about how we can actually create healthy habits in our own lives. Does it come down to just willpower and motivation, or is there an actual strategy behind it? So it's interesting. Um, You use the word motivation, and I kind of look at that a little bit different. So um, I think there's first awareness, like, okay, I don't like where I am right now. I'm not sleeping well, or my clothes aren't fitting well or my mood isn't good. So that's the awareness part first. The second part is a ready, um, is contemplation. So mm, do I want to make some changes? Can I invest the time? Um, is this going to be too difficult? So there's, they're contemplating. What does it mean to change where I am right now? And then there's the readiness for change. Um, I've had an illness, and I don't want to be ill. Uh, I've had a family member who's had an illness that I don't want to obtain myself. My clothes don't fit, and I don't feel comfortable in them. I don't want to feel this way anymore. So that's a readiness to change, and I would say that's similar to motivation. At that point, they're ready. someone is ready to do something different than what they're doing now. Okay, And what they're doing now is already a habit. So I can use myself, for instance. I got in a really comfortable habit of after work, going home, getting on my computer. Next thing you know, I might want a snack. And an hour or two have passed from my evening, and I really didn't accomplish a lot. I may have uh, eaten things that were probably not the best for me to choose, but it was a habit. So it was something I started to do, and once I did it once, maybe again, and pretty soon, maybe three nights a week. So we all fall into habits, good or bad, but they're just habits. So when we have that motivation or readiness to change, it's a time when, okay, I think I'm going to change this habit. This isn't serving me. I'm not getting the result that I want. So maybe it's time to make a difference. And then I would say that's when someone is motivated or ready to make a change. The second thing I would say is um, there's goals and then there's what I call smart goals. 
Okay, so not smart, meaning smart versus dumb, but smart actually stands for something. So um, I'd like to elaborate. That's okay. Please, yes. So I try to teach my patients how to set smart goals when they come into the office. So let's just say, for instance, S stands for something specific. Okay, so someone may say, I want to eat healthier. But what does that mean? I want to eat healthier. It can mean something different to five different people. So if I'm working with someone, I would say, well, what does that mean to you? How do you want to eat healthier? So that could be I want to eat three vegetables and two fruits uh, five days a week. Okay, so that's a very specific goal, much different than I want to eat healthier. Okay, so that's the first thing we want to do. The second thing we want to do is we want to make it measurable. Okay, so you want to have some type of metric to know that you're achieving your goal. So for that person going back to who wants to eat healthier, and they've now said I identified three vegetables, two fruits. So then they say, okay, I want to make, I want a food prep. I want to make five healthy lunches, three vegetarian, two meat, on Sundays for the week ahead. Okay, so they have something measurable that they can do in order to reach the goal of eating healthier. Okay, the next one is attainable. Now, if I'm a person who travels every weekend, I'm not going to be able to make prep prep lunches on Sunday. So that's not really an attainable goal. So you always want to make sure that you're picking something that you can attain that you can actually do. All right. So therefore, they would want to pick a day that they can make those lunches, that they could prep those meals so they could eat healthier. So it's got to be an attainable goal. Okay. And then also, too, it has to be relevant to what they want to do. So this person who wants to eat healthier may have high cholesterol. So they're trying to lower their cholesterol. That may be their readiness for change or motivation to do this. So therefore, they want it to be relevant to their life. It's something that they really want to obtain because if it's not relevant, we have a tendency to pick that low, low-lying low fruit, do the things that are easiest to do. So it has to be really relevant so that they're going to they're gonna make the effort to go to the store, to buy the things, to prep the food, to eat healthier. All right? And then finally, we want to make sure that it's um, time-bound. Okay, so I'm going to say I want to eat healthier, more vegetables, more fruits, prep my lunches, have them during the week, and I want to do this within six weeks and be, have it part of my everyday routine. So then that patient that comes back to me in six weeks can show me and show themselves and create confidence in their ability to create this habit for themselves by obtaining a SMART goal. Hmm. And I think... I'm guessing we have to learn some patience in there, too, that sometimes that this is this takes some time to create these new habits. Definitely. So it's just like if I asked you to drive home from work and you were at a new job, the first time you're going to look at every street sign, you're going to probably get your GPS out, you're going to make sure that you know where to go. It might not be coming home from work, but it could be going to a new location. But then after you've done it 10 times, you're not going to pull out your GPS. You're not going to look at the the main signs. You're just going to get in your car, turn it on, drive, and be at your destination without a second thought, right? And so that's what happens when it comes to creating habits. At first, it's going to feel awkward. You're going to go to the store. We'll use our example. You're going to go to the store. You're going to forget some things on your list. You're not going to have enough dishes to pack your lunches for five days. You know, you're going to have all these stumbling blocks or obstacles in the way. And slowly but surely, you're going to have to overcome each one. And that's really where habits become are formed because you have to think ahead of time. You have to start prepping and preparing on what you want to do. You're going to have to figure out, you're going to strategize how to come over, overcome obstacles. So I see this a lot in my patients because they'll come back to me and say, well, I tried that, but it didn't work, right? And so part of of um, creating new habits is expecting 
that they're going to be difficult, that you're going to have obstacles, that people are going to give you suggestions that are different than what you planned, that you're going to be frustrated, that you're going to fail. I always say fail forward, you know, because that's really, um, we really all have to do that in order to grow. You know, one thing, and I fully admit, I I have struggled with, with this thought that I'm going to share um, for quite some time. I think a lot of people do, and it's something I try to work on. I think that if I'm going to set out on something new, creating a healthy habit, that it has to be all or nothing. And that one blip, that one struggle that I just can't get past, I think, oh, I failed. Here I go again, and I'm back to square one. You just have to keep going, right? Yeah. It's and not all or nothing. It's definitely not all or nothing. And also, too, is that I think the beauty is in the journey. You know, I mean, I, I think you'll ask anyone who runs a marathon that it's the training, the day in and day out training that they gain so much more benefit from than just that one act of going over the finish line, right? And also, too, is that um, I think it's important to get uncomfortable with, un- with, with the uncomfortable. You know, I, um, I'll give myself, use myself an example. So the first time I ever wanted to try box jumps in the gym, I was, you know, really nervous. I didn't think I was athletic enough. I thought I was going to fall. Um, I thought I was going to break my shins. You know, I mean, it just every thought came through my mind. So I was doing what I call failing ahead of time. I had already decided in my mind that I can't accomplish this and probably spent 15 minutes thinking all the reasons why I shouldn't do it rather than just putting one foot forward and doing it and seeing what happens and then dealing with whatever happens. And I think that's what, when we're trying to create new habits, we do have this all or nothing. But I always like to say small hinges move big doors. And so if you make one small change, you think about that small hinge, it can move that huge door. So that one small change, you start picking out healthier foods, then you start packing foods, then you have more energy. So then you decide to go for a walk and then you have a walking buddy and then you create a new friendship. I mean, you just never know where that one small change is going to lead. So if you can just do one small change, that can move a huge door. Small hinges can open big doors. That is good. I I will take that with me today. Thank you so much. That is really good. You know, and we've talked, you know, in here a lot about, um, you know, healthy food and exercising. But really, a lot of the strategy that you outlined and the tips that you shared, you could really apply to any type of goal. Oh, so true. So true. Whether it's mastering a new skill. Um, or, um, you know, expanding you know, the books that you read, learning a new language. You know, it really doesn't matter what it is. Um, cultivating new friendships. You know, it's just really, um, I think, identifying specifically what you want to do and then really making sure it's relevant to your life, making a way to measure it. You know, just the, the SMART acronym really works for any type of goal. Um, and the great thing is, is that you can always decide that it's not right for you. Like, you know, it goes back to that all or nothing. So let's say, you know, patients ask me all the time, what's the best exercise? And I always say the best exercise is the one you'll do. So it's the one you like. It doesn't, you know, so they, I should go out and experiment. Try biking. Try running. Try, you know, swimming. Just try something. And the one that you like is the one that you're going to show up and do every day. So I always say that it's okay to say you don't like something. You know, there's no magic anything. It's really what's personal to you, what you enjoy, and what's going to get you up out of the bed and get you motivated and excited to do every day. I think it helps, too, to know that as human beings, we're not alone, that sometimes even the most successful people are always working on something to 
improve themselves. And um, I think you've shared some really great and helpful tips today. Is there anything else you want to add? Um, I would say we all, like you said, we're all striving to be better and to improve ourselves. I know personally for me, I have areas that I'm working on for the new year, things that I think that I can, that will help me be a better person, to help me be healthier on that journey of um, pursuing health and wellness. So yeah, we all have our things that we're needing to work on. I just say, take one step at a time. Don't be um, afraid to try something new. Um, Make sure you enjoy it because you'll stick with it. Yeah, and just be open to new experiences. Dr. Page, integrative medicine physician here at Provea Health. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Thank you. And thank you to our listeners as well. Be sure to tune in to our next episode of Plug Into Health. You've been listening to Plug Into Health with Provea Health. To learn more and to submit ideas for future shows, please visit purveya.com slash podcast. And please remember, the information provided in this podcast does not constitute medical advice. It is not intended to replace interactions with your healthcare professional. And if you are concerned about your healthcare, you should consult with your healthcare professional. You can learn more about Provea Health at purveya.com. Thank you for choosing to plug into health with Provea Health.